Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today. Today I want to talk about time. What a crazy thing time is. And when you think about eternal life in heaven, timelessness, when you think about God being out of space and time, I remember when I first heard that I couldn't understand, wrap my little mind around that. What does that mean? Well, God is everywhere all-knowing, past, present, and future, everything's happening now to God. He's with everyone at every moment. It's kind of mind-boggling to even think about that. But yet we live in time. And I just want to have everyone reflect on how you are using your time every single day. Are you reflecting on what happened yesterday? Or even an hour ago, maybe it was a fight with your spouse, maybe it was an issue that happened at work where you screwed up, or you're thinking about something that you could have done better in a conversation with someone as you were possibly trying to evangelize, that is sort of a waste. Not really sort of, it is a waste. Because every single one of us, Sorry, my tongue isn't working today. Every single one of us knows we cannot change the past. So stop thinking about it. Stop wasting the time that you have right now trying to change the past. Now, reflection is good. Look back to learn, right? There's no issues with that, and you should. We talk about praying the examined prayer every night, or at least the very next morning, if you're a morning prayer person like I am, looking back on the day prior to see how did you use your time? Where were you living in the present moment with God? Where did you hear God, see God, feel God, react to what God was telling you to do? And where did you just roll over God's wishes for your time to be spent and do what you wanted to do? Last night, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, the last thing I want to be doing is watching this program with my husband right now. I would love to be praying. I would love to be watching this YouTube thing that came across my, you know, subscription channel and my feed. I'm so interested in that. But we also have to take our, our state of life and what our vocation is and Be honest about who we are supposed to be. So yes, God first, no question. 
but we cannot ignore those in our family in order to be with God more. So this is where I sacrifice and I say, Lord, I would much rather be praying with you or learning more about how to be closer to you or reading this spiritual book or listening to it because I'm an audible chick. I I would much rather be with you. And on top of that, I would also much rather be learning about what I think is going on, the signs of the world. I've been distracted lately about a lot of what is going on with, you know, vaccinations and the health crisis and the government and the election and the state of evil versus good within the world. And it has sometimes distracted me. So when I referenced last night and I'm watching this program with my husband, I know I need to be present here. I can't wish that I'm somewhere else because right now here's the moment and I'm a wife and I should be spending time with my husband who I don't see who's working his tail off in a job that he hates. So I need to love him to death, even though in my heart, I would rather be with God. And for those of you who have people in your lives who don't understand your love of God, just give that to God and say, God, help me love them more. Because by you loving them, it's just going to make your relationship even better. And I remember my spiritual director, I've said this many times, but it bears repeating, don't have your spouse be jealous of Jesus. As much as it pains me sometimes, because I would just rather be with Jesus and in prayer when that garage door goes open, I know, okay, time to put on my wifely hat. This is my vocation that God chose of me. Yes, I don't want to make dinner. (laughs) I would rather sit here with you, God. Yes, I would rather watch this biblical movie or this YouTube video that's going to bring me closer to you, but I won't. I will get up and I will love like you. I will be acting in that second greatest commandment, which is loving thy neighbor as thyself. And a lot of us sometimes have a real difficult time loving those closest to us, especially if they're not on the journey. So I am dealing with that right now. My husband and I are very much on polarized wavelengths. While he's not completely opposite of me, I mean, I think, you know, that's a blessing. I can't imagine if he was totally one side and I was another side, but he definitely doesn't view life as I do. He doesn't, um, he's bored with watching some of the news sometimes because he says it's the same thing. He's not taking time to critically think through what's going on in this world, through what we've been spoon-fed through the media. Why? Because he's working. (laughs) He doesn't have the time to do that. And I, on the other hand, do. But I also haven't had the opportunity to share what I've learned because he's not there yet. Just like when you look at religion. You know, you can sit there and try to preach your family back to the faith. And in most cases, 
they're just going to tune you out because they A, don't care, and B, don't get it, and C, God hasn't given them the eyes and the ears to hear. However, they do see how you act, see how you love, see how you are kind and generous, and go beyond to serve those around you. So that's how I said, okay, I'm going to spend my time loving my husband right now, even though I don't want to be doing that. I would much rather be doing the other stuff that I've already talked about. And there's also the planning for the future and the reading of the future. Okay, so all of these things are happening right now. Well, what does that mean? What do these signs of this world mean in the biblical sense? What are these mystics saying about what is happening down the line? How can I prepare? How can I be ready? And that, my friends, is another thing that's completely out of our control. The only known thing that we have is that we exist right this very moment because God is allowing us to exist. We don't have the power or the knowing that tomorrow we'll be here. We don't even know if we'll be alive this evening. So that's where I want to ask everyone to look at your time and how you're using it and whether or not if you died right now, where would you go? Would you go to heaven or would you go to hell? I myself did not go to confession yesterday. I always go on Wednesday, but I went to spend some time with Jesus at the church on Tuesday after I received the beautiful Eucharist at Mass. So I thought, okay, I'll take a day. I'll use my Wednesday to work, to organize myself, to kind of plan out the rest of the week and to get a couple of things done that I really needed to get done. So I did that. I chose to spend my time that way. And quite frankly, today, as I look at how I'm going to spend my time, I sit here and I think, what if I die this moment? While I don't have any mortal sins on my soul, I know that I would feel a lot better if I passed away at this moment after I went to confession, right? And I think about myself a couple of years ago, and if this, you know, thing happened and this health crisis happened, I may have actually chosen to sin. I might have said, oh my gosh, I'm so bored. Okay, when I say a couple of years ago, I'm probably talking like four or five years ago. I would have said, oh my gosh, I'm so bored. I didn't have much of a prayer life. I was still committing certain sins watching pornography, drinking too much, being just that kind of gluttonous person, no bodily mortification. And I would have probably chosen to spend my time in sinful behavior. And I'm pretty sure I'm speaking to some people here. Like, what have you done? Have you watched porn? Or have you watched like soft porn? Because there's practically porn all over the place on TV nowadays. And what is the state of your soul right now? And that is what I want to kind of get out there to everyone. Is if, if you have not gone to confession, definitely if you have mortal sins on your soul, or if you're debating on whether to flip on that porn or to waste hours and hours watching a Netflix show that is riddled with sin 
riddled with immorality, or maybe you're just wasting time sleeping, not trying to deep, deepen your relationship with God, that is what is lukewarmness. You're choosing other things than to be with God, to think about God, to love God. And this doesn't mean that 24-7 you have to be in this prayer mode, right? You got your Bible in your right hand, you got your crucifix in your left, and you're running around like, Lordy, Lordy, come to Jesus. That's not what it is. But it is constantly thanking God and knowing that God is around, being grateful for the things that you have in your life, such as your family and your kids and your spouse. And if you're single, you have that time. I mean, what a, I've honestly thought sometimes, man, it'd be so cool if I were just on my own. (laughs) And then I think, oh my gosh, how horrible is that? Because the gift that I've been given is this beautiful husband. And I think about, oh my gosh, what would I do without him? And then I reflect on friends who have lost their spouses and they've passed away. And I just, you know, I, I, I pull myself out of that thought quite a bit. So we are who we are in the situation that we are in. Our life, our state of life, our vocation. Let's not wish we were something else. We are here in this spot for a reason. Now, what are we going to do about it? How are we going to live our best day today? And if we are not feeling really good, if God took us off this earth right this moment, where do we think our souls would go? And we need to constantly think of eternity, that incomprehensible, never-ending life. And where do we want to spend it? Because that should be driving how we use our time. If we continue to keep eternity in our minds and God being with him and loving him more, and everyone's at a different state in their journey, but as long as you continue to reflect right now in this moment, where do I want to be? Heaven. So what am I going to do to get me there? And it could be loving your family, loving that neighbor, helping out with the poor, doing some things for other people, visiting a prison. I've never done that. That's part of the, of the works of mercy. I've never gone and visited people in prison. And visiting the elderly, I haven't done that either. So these are things that I've been questioning, why? Why haven't I done that? You know, it'd be really cool to get in there and talk to some of those people in prison to say, hey, I could have been here. I mean, I went on this stealing spree when I was, um, I don't know, probably like high school through a good portion of college. I could have gotten busted, could have gotten thrown in jail. I mean, I made decisions that God saved me from the punishment that some of these people have gotten in. I don't know. I'm rambling here, but let's really think about time in two ways. Number one, for eternity, where there is no end. Where do we want to be? And two, how do we manage and live today, this moment that we've been given, and forget about the past, and try not to plan too far in the future, or worry too much about what's going to happen, 
and trust that God will put in our hearts what we need to do. Let's run to Mary. Mary is the model of living moment by moment in God's will. Mary is the one who will help us, but we have to ask her. And I'm telling you, it took me a long time to get to Mary, a really long time to understand why I need her in my life. Why wouldn't I want her to help me get closer to her son? She's only going to lead us to Jesus. And she's going to help us along the way to live as we are supposed to live. She is a perfect human being. What other human do we have to relate to other than Mary, who is perfect, sinless? God chose her. And God continues to love her and choose her to guide us and lead us. So let's call on her through this journey to help us live every single moment with thinking of God, loving God, and staying away from sin. Sin is so evil. And it took me many, many years to realize that the moment that you sin, you are stained. And I used to take for granted, well, I'll go to confession, you know, three days from now, tomorrow, a week, I'll, I'll get to confession before I go to mass. And today I'm thinking, wait a minute, I didn't go yesterday. While I don't have mortal sins on my soul, I know that I need to be in a state of grace. This is why I go every week. And there are graces that come out of that confessional. There are things that I have walked out every single time I'm learning something. Like, for example, when I was short, I was kind of like just resenting making dinner. And I was kind of, you know, resenting being taken advantage of. And so I confessed that. I said, you know, I just had these bad thoughts and I was kind of, I wasn't joyful about my vocation and doing what I was doing. I was just kind of like, I can't believe I got to make dinner. You know, like these guys totally take advantage of this with me. These guys, meaning my husband and my stepson. And so guess what my penance was? Go say three Hail Marys for your husband and three Hail Marys for your stepson. And I was kneeling in front of the tabernacle, praying these prayers for those two. And I started crying. And I said, thank you, God, for having me pray for these two. Because you've just opened my eyes that this is who I'm caring for on this earth. You've given me these two souls. And I, if, at the very least, when people make you angry or when, you know, they attack you or they persecute you, the first thing we should be doing is praying for them, Right? Pray for them. Pray for them. When you start praying for the people who are your enemies, who are attacking you, who are getting on your nerves, things change. You change by the grace of God. Okay, use your time wisely today. Ask God how you want to shine his light to the world and don't waste it. 
Yes, you can keep yourself updated on what's going on in the world, but don't spend hours diving into something that doesn't matter for you right now. Keep yourself educated and understanding what's going on, but know that God wants you right here doing something today for either your own soul or for somebody else's. All right. I hope you have a great day. I hope you look back on today and say, wow, I used my time in a godly way and wisely. I love you all. Have a blessed and inspired day.